You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast. Uh, back by popular demand, we have Ingrid Perry. She's joining us again for our uh, second, what was supposed to be a solo session, um, but it actually feels more natural when we have a, a special guest here. So welcome back. Well, thank you very much. I did not know I was going to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually just saying you're pretty hungry, you need to shower, and... Uh, We'll, we'll try to keep this one relatively short and sweet, but who knows where it'll go. Um, today's topic is about excuses, and it's something as a gym owner, I hear an awful lot of them. Would you agree? I would agree 100%. I was thinking the other day how tired I am of excuses. So uh, I could talk all day about this. Excellent. Well, we're going to start out with what is an excuse? So what is an excuse? And really, why do we use them? Well, so what's your definition? What do, you, what do you have to define as for an excuse? Well, it's to me uh, something you come up with in order to absolve you from blame or accountability even. It's, it's a turn away from being accountable, in my opinion. That's, that's the simplest definition. I could go on with lots of other things that it means. But yeah. 100%. It's really just avoiding responsibility. We shift the blame. Um, you know, and it could be more often than not, we always think of an excuse for failure or something that we're trying to avoid. Um, but sometimes it's, you could have an excuse for success as well. Um, and it really avoids the responsibility of learning from that failure. And I think that's the, the key part here. If you fail and you don't learn from it, then you're probably going to come up with an excuse as to why it was a failure to begin with. Hmm. How do you not learn from a failure? What, you just choose not to? I don't understand that, actually, Kevin. I would say so. Because then it's... I, I saw something this morning, actually. Tim Grover. Uh, he was Michael Jordan's um, trainer. Uh, he said something that... What, what do you, what's the first thing that comes to mind when somebody says, when you get knocked down, what do you do? You get back up again. He doesn't agree with that. And no. neither do I. He says, lay down and think about it first. Stay there. Stay down. Think about why you got knocked down in the first place. Because if you get back up immediately, you're going to keep getting knocked down for the exact same reason without learning from it. Yeah, I guess without reflection, a failure is just a failure. So uh, coming up with an excuse really prevents that learning from happening. You're automatically shifting blame away from you and it's absolving any learning. It's absolving any growth from happening. I would actually take that one step further and say that you're justifying a poor decision. Possibly. You know, well, you know that deciding yes. not to learn something is a poor decision anyway. But I would say, you know, you talked about earlier when we were kind of warming up for this excuses about being late did was the traffic just backed up or did you not give yourself that five minutes true think about it and frame it in the right way for sure um last part on on what is an excuse mm -hmm. i think how easily we make excuses is really a window into our character 
into who we are. So if you can come up with these excuses really quick, like bam, bam, I think that really says a lot about who you are. Wow. You know, I'm going to have to <laughs> chew on that one a bit. I'm going to have to chew on that one a bit myself. I've been known to come up with an excuse here and there. and That's different. You just said here and he, there. Well, I did say here and there. Right? And that's the difference because we, d- we all know people that come up with excuses for everything under the sun. True. That's a very clear window into their character. And that might sting a bit. And that's fine. We're not here to <laughs> make you feel good. We're here to make you feel real. Right? <laughs> of that's, course. That's the idea. Of course. So let's, let's take this to the other side of it. What is the difference between an excuse and a reason? Oof. Well, to me, a reason has credibility. There's something behind a reason. So if uh, I would say a reason isn't something you just sort of manifest in order to avoid something, I would say that a reason would be... Um, an actual justification for not following through on something or, you know, for a decision not being made or if you don't show up for yourself because of something that's concrete. I think that, that, yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty wishy-washy actually. There, there are reasons for failures. There are circumstances and other people may have played a role in those failures, but your behaviors and your decisions were also part of that equation. So let's say, give an example, you're late to an appointment. How can you make an excuse? What would be a, regardless of if it's valid or invalid, what would be an example of an excuse of why you were late, where you're not taking responsibility? Um, the traffic was bad. Sure. You're blaming other people. Oh, the other people were slow. Um, you know, weather was bad. Traffic was backed up. That has nothing, zero to do with you your behavior or your choices. Now, what would be what would be a way to make that a internal reason? Why why were you late for your appointment? Uh, I didn't leave myself enough time to get here. There you go. Uh, I didn't look at the weather before I left. Right. So yeah, the weather had something to do with it, but it was my responsibility to look at the weather before I left. And then realized, oh, wait, I should probably leave 10, 20, whatever minutes earlier than I should. So I remember hearing this a while ago. Let's say you're going to the airport and you've gone there a few different times. One time it took you 10 minutes to get there. One time it took you 20 minutes to get there. And one time it took you 30 minutes to get there. If you're going for a fourth time, how many, how many minutes will it take you to get there? I don't know, but I'm going to leave 35 minutes early. There you go. <laughs> you don't say it's 10 minutes. Just because you got there in 10 minutes that one time doesn't mean that's how long it's going to take you this time. So we always take it that, that step further, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think, I think we've covered all of the, the differences between an excuse and a reason. And look, we've all made excuses. I'm not mightier or higher than that. Like... We're, we're all a victim or not a victim. We've all been a part of this, these stories that we've told ourselves, right? These excuses that we come up with. Um, they're just a way out. They prevent us again from taking responsibility for our own lives and our own choices. And they can actually be downright destructive and they help. Well, they 
They really lead us to missing opportunities and also sabotaging our own success. And I think that's the, like if I could underline that, sabotaging our own success. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to go over some of the more common excuses that we hear people say, and this is related to the gym, but it could also be related to almost anything. Um, if people are looking into, you know, learning a new hobby or, or picking up a new skill or, you know, improving their nutrition, here is the, the number one excuse that I hear. I don't have enough time. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty common one. I would say it is the most common one. Mm -hmm. And it's also one of the easiest to overcome. I just think about how much time people waste on a screen in the run of a day. Have you ever looked to see what your screen time looks like? It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's eye opening sight. is what it is. And I encourage you to look at it so that it is eye opening and you can make your decisions moving forward accordingly. <laughs> so a lot of our, our devices have this built into them. There's an easy function that you can use on most phones where you can look and see what's your daily average. And then it will actually break it down by uh, categories like are you spending most of your time on education things or on social media type uh, activities. So look, if you're using your phone for educational purposes or you know guided meditation, great. Keep, keep doing that. But if you see that you're spending four hours on TikTok, well, then we might have a, a problem, right? And a lot of people say, oh, I don't have enough time. And the first thing I'll say is, show me your phone. Okay, now let's take a look. You're dirty. Interesting. You've spent 13 hours this week scrolling through Instagram. Would you feel any different if you only spent 12 hours on Instagram and one hour on something else? Right? Like it, it doesn't take a lot. Um, within these, within these uh, new phone features, you can actually set up limits on those screen times. Uh, you can do it for specific apps or just for your phone in general. Um, so like I said, I don't have time, most common excuse, but the easiest to overcome. There's so many ways to, to shape your environment so that you're more likely to succeed. We're, we're not sabotaging our own success, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, another strategy that I've used with some of my clients as well is called a time diary. And that's really just a way to collect data and see what activities are sucking away at your free time. For many of us, it's just an awareness. Awareness leads to behavior change. And that's the same with our diet, right? If, if you're like, ah, oh, you know, I eat really well. Okay, cool. Write down everything that you eat for a week. Oh, oh, it's not as well as you were, you thought it was, right? So as soon as you become more aware of it, as soon as you see it, as soon as it's on paper, then you become aware of it and people are more likely to make a change as a result. And then you can really just decide to do something about it. Oh yeah, like you said, oh, I'm doing 13 hours on Instagram. Well, if I take one of those hours or two of those hours away, what can I do with that extra two hours in my week? My guess is that it could be something really productive. How long does it take you to do meal prep? Maybe an hour or two. Well, there you go. You've just found an hour or two in your week to do meal prep. So you can take that I don't have a time excuse, crumple it up, and throw it in the garbage can because it's useless. You're I really like that. You're absolving your responsibility by saying I don't have enough time. You do. 
nobody's too busy. You, you, you can do it, right? I like your idea of kind of compiling your own personal data and just having a look at it and being honest with yourself because you can have all kinds of perceptions about what you're spending your time doing, but until you really see it on paper, it's not real. You don't really have to be accountable to it or yourself until you're aware of it. When you, when you have these thoughts, just thoughts, thoughts aren't real. <laughs> they, they are in they your head. They feel real. They feel real, but they're not real. If you can get those things on paper, when you get your thoughts on paper, now they're real. Now we can start working together to come up with it. But I'm not a mind reader. You're not a mind reader. Until we see these things written down, there's not really much we can do about it. So that's why I think it's really important to do something like a time diary where you actually see it. It's written down. It becomes real. It's, it's manifested. And then you can actually start to do something about it. But it all starts with, like you said, collecting that data and seeing it in real life. Well, what you envision yourself in your imagination is not very tangible. Absolutely. And we've learned that over and over again until you see something concrete. So one last piece here on, on not enough time. I'm sure you've heard of this story before about um, uh, an empty jar. There was a, a story of a college professor uh, who had an empty jar in, in the front of the class and he filled it with a bunch of rocks and he asked the class, is the jar full? And all the students said, yes, it's full. And then he says, okay. And then he pulled out some pebbles and he filled the rest of all the space kind of in between the rocks filled with pebbles right up to the brim. And he asked the class, okay, now is the glass, the jar full? And they all say, okay, yeah, it's full. There's, you can't fit anything else in there. And then he pulled out some sand and he filled all the little tiny crevices between those pebbles with the sand. And now it's essentially full, right? You can't fit anything else in it. Maybe a beer. You could probably pour a beer in there. Maybe water, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but this was really an analogy for life. And really it's about prioritization. So if you don't have enough time, it probably means that you're filling your jar with sand first. If you fill that jar up right to the top with sand, you can't put any rocks or pebbles in it. There's no space. But if you fill that jar up with rocks and pebbles first, then you can have space at the end for some of those sand activities. So have you heard of this? And by analogy? rocks, what you really mean are the things you want to prioritize most and spend the most time in in your life. Rocks are things like your family time, mm -hmm. your work, your sleep, your fitness, your health. These are all things that you need to enhance your life. If you don't work, you're probably not going to have the life that you're, you want, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't prioritize sleep, you're probably not going to get the life that you want. If you don't prioritize fitness, you're not going to have the life that you want. So these rocks are the things that will truly enhance your life. And I would say that are, they're almost mandatory. You, you need to have them. Pebbles are things that bring you joy and fulfillment. These are things like hobbies, uh, sp spending time with friends, activities with friends, um, you know, gardening, getting outside. They're not essential for life and you could live with, without them but they are nonetheless very important. They're life improving. Very much so. Yes. Love it. And then lastly is sand. And sand is things like social media, watching TV, 
you know, binge watching the latest series on Netflix, whatever it is. Um, sort of pure pleasure type things. Yeah. Candy crush, internet browsing, you name it. These are all considered kind of sand activities. They don't really provide much joy or fulfillment in your life. They're not going to, if you eliminate them from your life, your life would actually probably improve, right? Well, those are the, the sand is the part of your life you don't remember. Absolutely. When you, when you look back. I don't remember my hours I spent on Netflix or Facebook. Yes, I've spent a lot of hours, but I don't remember any of them. Do you remember which any is, family trips that you took when you were a kid? Which is my concern with my children right now, because they're spending more time on screens than I ever did. And I fear... This is totally off topic, but I fear that they will have less good memories of their childhood to look back on than I did. It's... We're going to do a podcast on that later. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on that for sure. Yeah. Um, so all, all of that to say, that is our first and most common excuse that we hear people say is, I don't have time. Well, I'm calling BS on that. You do. Let's do a time diary. Let's look into your phone. How much time are you wasting there? Let's look at your Netflix history. How many shows have you binge watched? You have time. You're just not willing to admit it. I'd like to think about what people, when they realize what kind of time they're spending on such items, such as sand, um, what they'd like to replace them with. That's a really fun idea. Yeah. There's, I had about a list as long as my arm of things I wanted to do with my life. If I had all those Netflix and social media hours back, I might have done some of them already. Quite possibly. Hmm. Hindsight's fun. There you go. Number two common excuses that we hear is, I don't know where to start. And this one can be a little bit more difficult to overcome than the I don't have time, but it's definitely not impossible. And really the best way to start is by simply breaking down the tasks that you want to do into smaller pieces. That's it. You, you can't read a book all at once. You have to go page by page, line by line, word by word. That's how you read a book, one word at a time. Um, there's an old saying as well, how do you eat an elephant? One, one bite, bite at, at a time. time. Right? How do, you, how do you climb a mountain? One, one step, step at a time. So it's really breaking down these massive goals and turning them into smaller, smaller steps so that it doesn't seem as daunting to get going. Because if you look, let's say you're at the base of a mountain, Mount Katahdin. I, we both climbed that. Oh. Climbed it a few times. Um, if you're at the bottom and you're looking up, you're like, damn, that's a long friggin' way up there. It's like a vertical mile, I think. Um, it's, it can be unmotivating or demotivating to look up there and be like, that's going to take forever. Yeah, it's going to take a while. But you know what's not going to take forever? Going to that next that, tree. Right. Going to that spot where the, the water's going under the bridge. It's You just got to get to that spot. And then once you do, you pick a new spot. That's really how Terry Fox ran across Canada. He did not have a goal of running across Canada. His goal was to run to the next telephone pole. And when he did that, he would celebrate and then he'd realign go his goal. Hmm. Okay, cool. I made it to this telephone pole. Now I'm going to go to the next one. And when I do, man, I'm going to celebrate that. Isn't that crazy? Yep. So you don't know where to start? 
you look in front of you. What's, what is the one thing? What's a small thing that you can do to move forward? And that's really, really what it comes down to. Now, that's for people that are somewhat self-motivated. We're not all there. So an, a, another way to overcome this excuse of I don't know where to start is finding a mentor or a role model or a coach. Somebody that's done what you've done and has, has kind of like the, the roadmap for you. They have the answer book. They have the key. They, they don't, they've gone through all the struggles and the problems that you're trying to go through and they have it and you just have to follow the steps. Okay, look, I want to change my nutrition. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a huge, huge undertaking, right? What's the first thing? Well, if you talk to a coach, it might be, you know, we're going to start instead of overhauling your diet, we're going to just start by drinking more water. And that could be, that could be your first step. You try that for a couple weeks. And if it goes well, okay, what's the next step? I'm going to start taking a multivitamin. We're going to start having a, a consistent breakfast. Okay. And then do that for a few weeks. Once that's successful, what's the next step? And it's just step by step by step. Instead of doing this all or nothing. I can't stand that when people just, they want to go all, I want to change everything. Okay, cool. That's not how it works. Right? <laughs> I know that's not what leads to success. It's going to lead to frustration when things don't go perfect. Well, you got a good point there. I feel like I spent an awful lot of Christmas vacations dreaming about the new person I was going to be after New Year's. And that's absolutely ridiculous. Once January comes, or sometimes for me, I'm a teacher, sometimes it's September is a new year. But once that day comes, I'm going to be a perfect eater, a perfect workouter, a perfect mother. I'm going to have all the patience. I'm going to turn my life around and I'm going to be the best me I can possibly be tomorrow. It's all going to happen magically. Guess how many of those things actually magically happened the very next day? Probably not all of them. <laughs> Maybe zero. Because it's just too much to handle. Your brain will explode a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, too, it's too overwhelming. Last thing, if you're not sure where to start, there's just do your research. Do some research. Reading up on things, using you know articles, books, blogs, on, on any topic uh, that you're interested in changing, you cannot go wrong with knowledge. Well, that's what I'm going I'm to put a little yeah, star beside okay. that though. Sometimes if you know too much, that can be a bad thing because it becomes paralysis by analysis. You're like, and I've, I've been working with somebody actually who came to me with that exact problem. She goes, I just know too much. I'm overwhelmed. I need it to be simplified. I said, great. I can help with that. Um, but if it's something that's completely new to you and you don't know too much about it, then there's nothing wrong with learning more about it, right? Agreed. Awesome. Really, that just needs to, you need to get over the fear of asking for help. That's a big one. Right? I congratulated one of my clients this morning. That was her bright spot, that she was overwhelmed and had been for quite some time. And this week she reached out and asked for the help that she needed. That's really big for some people. And I'm one of those people. It can be uh, uplifting, like, like a weight is lifted off your shoulders as soon as you do that. Yeah. And then when you realize you can, you're more likely to do it again, which is really sort of enlightening. Well, it's just a snowball effect from there. Mm. 
another excuse. I'm not good enough. Wow. Well, I, I got some swear words I'd like to say about that one, but <laughs> this uh, is a, I, I don't I don't like that. It's a very destructive excuse because really it just stops you from trying in the first place. It would it, you call it fear of failure almost? Like I, I I've been reading and listening to a few podcasts about self sabotage specifically, and that's kind of you know where I'm going with that. I just yeah. feel that it's sorry. It's about fear and doubt. Yeah, it's it's, really, if, if it's you really think it. you're going to fail, then why try? I think, Correct. and I often think that that is not really conscious as well. Like there's sort of, I've done it a lot of times and not realized I'm doing it. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. You always have a quote for everything. <laughs> I like quotes. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really just push your doubts and fears aside and just go for it. Now. That is obviously way easier said than done, right? You just say, hey, get over it. Just do it. Nike says it. They say <laughs> it every day. But it's more, it's, it has to be more than that. So I like to ask myself a question when I'm coming up to something that I'm doubtful or fearful of. And it's, what's the worst that could happen? That's really it. Okay. If I ask somebody for help, what's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, they'll say no. And then what? <laughs> and then that's it. Like there's nothing. Well, there's no reason not to do it then. That's, it's so absurd. Will I be embarrassed? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. But does it matter either way? It does not. 100% of the people that were embarrassed to try something new have survived from that. Wow. 100%. Mm-hmm. No one has actually died from embarrassment. <laughs> I've tried to embarrass people that badly. and Sure. No, no. But they lived. Yeah, they sure did live yeah. through it. <laughs> There's nothing that's going to keep, like, oh, my God, I'm going to die of embarrassment. No, you won't. <laughs> yeah, and you're not starving either. Nope. I guarantee you'll, <laughs> you'll live by it. So, again, the question I ask myself when I'm coming up to something that I'm doubtful of or fearful of is what's the worst that can happen? And just to piggyback off that idea, and this is like a, a secret tip. No one actually cares. I know. No one gives a no, no one no one gives a crap if if you're embarrassed or it doesn't like it doesn't matter to them if you ask them, right? We often build up these stories in our head about all of these things that could go wrong, but the chances of them actually all going wrong are are quite low. And we're so trapped in our own heads, we're too busy to give a crap about what's going through yours. Really? Like has anyone ever regretted trying anything? Well, I'm sure they have. I mean, but come what, on. But why? did? I feel like regret is one of these things that if you're holding on to something regret that you regret, then you didn't learn from it. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. If you push through the fear of something you're afraid to try and then you try it, you are going to learn something. So how can there be regret? You're either going to win and succeed or you're going to learn and, and really you're, you're going to learn either way. either way yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right last excuse and this is kind of similar to the last one but it's um the last excuse we're going to explore is fear and fear is a, a natural emotion it's one that that we all experience at some point in our lives and it's what protects us from danger and allows us to take precautions if, if needed 
Uh, but sometimes that fear can prevent us from doing things that we want to do or achieve our goals. Um, obviously one way to overcome this fear is by facing it head on. And I'll go back to a story, uh, in Shediac, New Brunswick. I was on this event called surf Viver, surf Iver. And, uh, we had to spend, I think it was seven days, uh, on a beach or close to the beach. And we did all these activities and challenges. Uh, there were some physical activities and, and mental activities that we had to do to, to try to win immunity. We could win food challenges. To like We didn't have much food for, for there either. I think we were rationing two crackers and a spoonful of peanut butter and like a little tiny bit of rice. And that was our daily intake. Like it, was, it was pretty challenging. Anyway, one of the events later on, we had to... Uh, open all these locks or something. It was locks and puzzles, but we had to reach into this bin and it was filled with mice, <gasps> live mice. And I was not a fan of mice. No, you are not a fan of mice. Creepy crawlies or anything like that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to face my fear head on now. And I reached in that bucket and had to swirl my hand around to find this lock or key or whatever it was and pulled it out. And I was like, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> the worst didn't happen, probably. I didn't die. <laughs> I didn't die from touching some mice. Imagine that. And then at the end, once the event was all, all done, I had a picture taken of me holding a mouse <gasps> in my hand. Really? Yeah. Now, do you think... At I'm not going to say your age. At this time of your life, yeah. if you looked back on, I know how proud you are of that experience. We've talked about it before. If you looked back today and you had not put your hand in that box, you'd be still thinking about it, wouldn't you? That would be a, a sad moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You would regret not doing that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would regret it. Maybe. You'd think, oh, I should have done that. The, all, all the other people did it. Why couldn't I do it? Possibly. Well, I know you pretty well, so. I, I wouldn't have won the event. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> You'd be here thinking, man, I probably would have won if I I'd, could have uh... won if I just touched a damn mouse, mm -hmm. right? So this is all fear. It's just, just do it anyway. Just overcome it. It doesn't matter. Don't let fear control your life. You should be in control of your fear. Um, another way to deal with this fear is by changing your perspective. And if you look at a potential negative outcome of taking action, really try focusing on the positive outcomes instead. Instead of saying, what's going to go wrong? Ask yourself, if I do this, what's going to go right? We often shine that spotlight on that negative so much that we, we forget why we want to do this in the first place. Oh, I'm scared to start this new gym. Okay. Well, what are there going to be the positives if you do? Oh, well, I'm going to live a little longer. You know, I won't have this creak in my shoulder anymore. I might, you know, lower some of the medications that I'm on. Wow. These are a lot of really powerful, positive outcomes that could come as a result of you overcoming this initial fear of joining a new gym. Yeah, I see that all the time. So the bottom line here is that excuses are just holding you back in life. The sooner you recognize that and, and what they are, you can take action to overcome them. And that's just going to push you onto the path to success. Um, 
so that's that's all I have for today's top excuses that we hear. Um, and hopefully we've given you a few strategies to, to overcome them. So I would I would suggest that if you are out there and listening and thinking about how you can put this into practice for yourself, the next time you feel yourself coming up with that excuse on the tip of your tongue, try to reframe it and bring it back to yourself and just see how that feels. Uh, you might be coming out of your own comfort zone just by making it admission, um, but you're going to learn something from it. And we're on the path to resiliency, and I think uh, owning your behaviors and owning your choices is one of the very most important things you can do. And I couldn't have said it better myself. That's a <laughs> perfect way to finish this. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. And uh, thank you again, Ingrid, for coming in and, and sharing your thoughts on excuses, reasons, and how to overcome them anytime. All right, guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe and I'll see you next time.